Welcome to Beyond the Lines. I'm your host, Jason Davis. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Instagram, Beyond the Lines Podcast, and also on Twitter at underscore Beyond the Lines. This episode is sponsored by Samify Crafts. If you're looking for that unique and special gift for a birthday, holiday, wedding, or any other event, go to SamifyCraftsShop.com. They're your one-stop shop for all your gift needs. They specialize in custom gifts at an affordable price. Not only will you find great gift ideas on SamifyCraftShop.com, you'll also find all of your Beyond the Lines podcast t-shirts, water bottles, backpacks, long sleeve shirts, hoodies, and sweatpants. So go to SamifyCraftShop to order your merchandise and gifts. You can also follow them on Facebook at SamifyCrafts. This is episode number 31, and today I'll be discussing freshman year of college sports, balancing academics and sports. Now, let's meet this episode's guest. So my guest today is Reggie. He's a freshman football player at the University of South Florida. Reggie, welcome to the show. Hey, (laughs) nice to be here again. I'm glad you're here. So I had you on the show back on June 22nd of 2021, and that episode was about transitioning from high school to college. So today we're talking about that freshman year of college sports and balancing academics and sports. So I'm glad to have you on the show to talk about that. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thank you for being here. So let's dive right into it. So first of all, what was the transition like from the first few months or so going from high school to college? It was really tough. You know, with high school and stuff, you're with a bunch of kids. We don't know, really know where we're like going and stuff. And everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And then, you know, going like to college, like being on a team and stuff, everyone kind of wants the same thing, if that makes sense. Everyone's more focused and knowing what they want to do in college here, if that makes sense. No, it makes absolute sense. You get to college and you had that focus where, okay, now you really have to buckle down. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what was the biggest adjustment for you those first few months of college? Probably like the time management. Yeah, probably the the time management. Compared to high school work and college work, it's really really a big jump. Not necessarily harder, but like you just have so many classes and you're not really enforced to go to class and stuff like that. It's just like managing that and then being a student athlete, you're there at the facility three, four hours a day. Okay. And you mentioned about no one's forcing you to go to class. So it's not necessarily the time management or only the time management issue, but also more of taking on that responsibility and knowing that, hey, if I don't go to class, good things aren't going to happen. So yeah. not just that, but also you know making sure that you, you be responsible and do what you have to do, correct? Yeah, having that discipline. Absolutely. I'm going to touch on that time management piece in a minute. But first, during the summer, what was a typical day like for you from the time you woke up until the time you went to sleep when it comes to school and and football practice? Okay, so I arrived on June 4th. And the first, I think, four or five days, we weren't allowed to officially work out. It was like an acclimation period. But after that, we were assigned, I think, three classes for the summer. It's a required thing to have a class during the summer if you're an athlete. So there's three lifting groups. It's by position stuff, like the running backs and linebackers and stuff is like my group. So we would work out on the field Tuesdays and Thursdays and in the weight room Monday, Wednesday, Friday from about 
7.30 to about 9.30. We'll be on the field doing work. And then right after that, we have academic responsibilities from about 12 to 2. And then after that, you just have homework and then getting prepared for the next day of practice or the next day of workouts. Okay. And so do you have time in there built in for recovery as far as treatment goes? Yeah. Usually our free time in the summer is usually from that like 3 o'clock to about 6 o'clock range. So you can come back up to the facility, work with like the trainers or go in the hot tub or the cold tub and stuff like that. And what was those field practices like during the summer from 730 to 930? They were tough because it's so hot. In spring, you can get away with, you know, with a little bit of rain clouds <laughs> and stuff. But like usually when you get into that July, late June, that's when like the rain, it, stopped, it really stops raining a little bit and it gets really, really hot. It was just so hot. <laughs> the work was tough, but like it was just that heat. So Now is it full equipment? No. We didn't get in the full equipment till August 1st. Okay. That was the first day of fall camp. Now, once classes started, what was a typical day like? So classes officially started in person in August, right after fall camp. So since I was a freshman, all freshmen have to do the developmental lift. So they want our freshmen to develop at a faster rate. So we would lift early in the morning. We'll have a 6.30 lift. We'll be in there till 7.30, 7.30 team meeting, 8 o'clock positional meeting, 8.45, we're in the locker room, 9 a.m. practice. We would practice from about 9 a.m. to about 11.30. And then I'll have class right at like 12.15. So, you know, I have to go to the locker room, take a shower, get a little bit something to eat from like the dining hall or something, and then go straight to class. And then I'll be in class from about 12.15 to about 1.45. And then I'll have my next class from about, I think, 2 to 3.15. And then I'll be back home, and then I'm doing – my homework for all my other online classes. And what time would you get to bed? So I was really trying to prioritize sleep this year. So I would usually try to get into bed by like, uh, I'll probably be asleep by like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah, I was like probably asleep by like 10, 30. And then start all over the next day. Yeah, start all over the next day. <laughs> now you mentioned you were part of the 630 lifting group. Was it a group or was it just on each and individual player to make sure they got to the lifting at 6.30 or whenever their assigned time was. Was it a group effort or was it just individual? It was individual. Some of us have roommates and stuff. It's easier, like, maybe if one of us alarm doesn't go off, the other one's alarm goes off. So that made it a little bit easier for me because sometimes my roommates will oversleep or one day I might oversleep, you never know. And our roommates would we would help each other out and get each other the workouts. But sometimes people would oversleep for the workouts, though, and you don't want to be on that list of people that <laughs> missed the workout. Okay, so what happens if you are on that list? What happens? Okay, so the rest of the team, like the older guys and stuff, they usually have two times, a 4 o'clock and a 5 o'clock. And if you miss that 6.30 workout, you have to work out at the 4 or 5 o'clock. And then after that, they'll make you do punishment, usually on the field. And, like, you'll either have to roll, you have to do up-downs, stuff like that. And then in the weight room, they'll make you do get-ups. Like, you have a 45-pound plate. You have to get on the ground like a certain way and like a crisscross applesauce type of thing. And you have to get back up without using your arms, basically, with 45, probably like a good 40 times. No, it's terrible. Now, you said 4 and 5 o'clock. Is that 4 and 5 in the morning? Oh, no, p.m. Okay. We worked out at the 630 group, and then the older guys worked out. They came back at 4 or 5 p.m. Okay, gotcha. Yes, sir. So being on a football team, 
it's like a brotherhood. You build a bond with the guys, right? So yeah. in high school, you see your teammates in class or you see each other in practice. But in college, you room with your teammates generally. You have classes, meetings, workouts, treatments, and of course, practice together. Yeah. Even though it's a, your freshman year, talk about the bond you build with your teammates versus high school. Okay. Um, the bond is a lot different in college. I feel like the bond was stronger in high school because everyone was kind of from the same area. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in college, we were more focused to win, I think, in college. Okay. And the brotherhood was like, it was different because everyone's from a different place, you know. But it was good, like, everyone being from a different place, too. You know, you get to learn new things and experience new things, new foods, all that stuff. So that's what I liked about our brotherhood on the team. All right, and just talk a little bit about the college football culture. You know, obviously college football is huge across the country, and particularly in the South, it's number one. So talk a little bit about not just college football in general, but just how that the culture is surrounding football when it comes to playing the game, the atmosphere, the fans, the game itself. Talk about that a little bit. Man, just the culture, like the whole thing. Like, like some people don't even really like, I don't even really play that much, and you know, Fans will come up and just ask me, like, gloves and, like, a picture or something like that. And I barely even play, you know. Like, people just, like, just love football down here. That's what I'm trying to say. Also, like, how it feels going out that stadium, like, running out that tunnel, like, feels like the whole area is around you, if that makes sense. You know, like, people cheering your name and, you know, like, wanting the team to win and stuff. Absolutely. Now, we all know that college football, it's a billion dollar business and there's a lot of pressure and particularly on the university and directly the head coach to win. As players, do you guys feel that pressure to go out and win? Obviously, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to have a successful season. But do you feel that pressure to win because you got fans on social media and everywhere talking about, well, you know, team is this team is that. Do you feel that pressure to go out and win every single week or that doesn't really bother you guys? it doesn't really bother us because we're the ones going to work every single day at practice and stuff. We're just worried about what we can control. Like if we practice the best we can and execute, like how coach draws it up, we believe we'll win the game. We're not really focused on, you know, how will the fans think of us if we lose this game or if our records, this or our records that we just go work every single day. And that's what we did. Excellent. Regardless of what our record said. Excellent. All right. So from an academic standpoint, how challenging was it from a time management aspect to take care of your academic responsibilities while also taking part in the football activities. Yeah, they're really big on grades here. That's the one thing that I really like about USF. They want to make sure you're, um, you can be something outside of football, you know, because a lot more than that. So like the typical day, so after I would have class and stuff, they would usually have a required study hall at each time per week. Like mine, I think was Mondays and Wednesdays, either right before tutoring or right after tutoring. And you also have required tutoring too. And then we'll have required tutoring for either the class like we're having trouble in or they usually just give it to us before. And then we usually have the hour of study hall to get any work done. And then we can leave right after we're done. So I'm usually like in that study hall tutoring area about two hours every other day. Okay. Now, is that where that time management comes in? Because we talked about that a couple of minutes ago as far as time management goes. Is it something that you write down and say, hey, okay, I have class at this time. I have practice at this time. I have to eat at this time and have recovery at this time and I have to fit in other things? Or do you kind of, as time goes on, you learn how to incorporate all those things that you need to do and manage your time correctly? I always write my schedule down of exactly what I have to do in the day because, you know, 
we have some long tough days and then sometimes you might just forget but eventually you get used to it though but yeah i always had like a schedule of what i'm supposed to do and you eventually get used to it as the days go on okay so many players or the best player or one of the best players on their high school team but when they get to college and particularly at the division one level all the players are good Talk about the mental and emotional adjustment it takes to go from being, quote, the guy to being just, quote, one of the guys on the team. Yeah. So coming from my school, like, I was our starting linebacker and one of the best players on the team because we had a really talented team my senior year. And then going to, like, a Division One program in the state of Florida where the best athletes come from. It was, like, really tough mentally to just really, like, think, like, I have to wait my turn, you know? I, all I have to do is just, you know, just put your head down and just work and get yourself better. Cause you know, everybody is really, really good at this level. So what I thought mentally is just put your head down and just improve every day on you and everything else will work out. Like playing time, all that stuff. Wise. Yeah, I imagine that has to be very challenging because again, you go from playing every single play and particularly say in your case, you're playing defense. So you play pretty much every single play on defense uh, and you get to college. And then as you said earlier, you don't play that much. So mentally, it wears on a lot of players. And we've all heard stories where guys have transferred or just quit playing, period, because they just can't mentally make that adjustment to go from playing all the time to not playing much at all. So it is a very challenging situation for most of the players. Yeah. Everyone's just different. It's just about how you look at it. You know, some guys might look at it like, oh, I'm not playing. Coach hates me. I need to go find a new team to play with. But... I feel like, at least in my situation, if I just, you know, put in the work and just worry about what I can control, how good I am, how good I know the plays, when my opportunity is called, I'll be ready for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Talk a little bit about how the coaching staff in high school is compared to the coaching staff at the college level, not necessarily personality-wise, but coaching in general. How different is that from the high school to the college level? All right, so in high school, a lot of, you know, like the assistant coaches, like even the head coaches, they don't really get paid that much. Some are basically just out there volunteering. But at the college level, it's more like these are these people's jobs. It's their lives. They got families to feed. So they definitely have to do what they feel is best for the team rather than their feelings or their opinion on the player. They put you know, usually who's the best out there and doing everything right. So because, you know, quarterback or the offense isn't performing, people are going to look at the offense coordinator. He gets fired. He can't feed his family. So, you know. These guys take it a lot more seriously at the college level. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so finally, what advice would you give to athletes who will be entering college this summer or fall and playing sports as a freshman? This could be a lot of tough days, days where you don't feel like going out there or you just don't feel like it, but you just got to remember, like, who you're doing it for. And sometimes you might have to sacrifice how your body feels to go out there for the people that sacrifice to get you there, you know? Like um, my parents and, you know, my family put a lot into me going here and I just owe it to them, you know, to get up every day and go play football. Very well said, Reggie. Well, Reggie, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing that freshman experience with us. I think it's really going to help out a lot of kids moving forward. So I wish you the best of luck. I wish USF the best of luck coming up in the fall. I hope you guys do very well and uh, congratulations on your freshman season and great success to you in the future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Reggie for joining the show. So what are the three takeaways from today's episode? Number one, athletes, the jump from high school to college is a big one, but you're certainly capable of adjusting properly if you plan properly and stay focused. 
Number two, you may have been one of the best players on your high school team, but at the college level, you have to be patient and earn your playing time. And number three, have a sound time management plan in place. In college, you will be pulled in many directions, so you have to plan your time correctly. That concludes episode number 31. If you enjoy this episode, I ask that you share it with a friend. If you enjoy this podcast, I ask that you subscribe. Please tune in for the next episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you.